Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. Yet aging does present a whole host of issues that can seem overwhelming at times, and when it comes to finding joy in our lives as we age, there is no one better to speak with than our guest today, Florence Ann Romano. Florence Ann is a personal growth strategist and author of Build Your Village, a guide to finding joy and community in every stage of life. This is a wonderful resource, and it was just released in February, and it provides strategies for building healthy, supportive friendship networks, also known as villages. But her thoughts are especially crucial for those of us later in life because sometimes isolation can be a real problem as we age. And I know you're as anxious to hear what our guest has to say on the topic as I am. So let's get started. Welcome, Florence Ann. Well, hello. This is so joyful. Not to, you know, pun myself in my book, but it is. <laughs> so happy to be here. <laughs> well, talk about, about joyful. I do want to congratulate you on the release of your book because your lessons, they're practical and they're inspirational and they make for a great guide to finding real joy in life no matter what our age. And again, I think it's especially important to some of us on the older side of the the spectrum. But what led you to want to write about this topic? You know, Eileen, it was during COVID that I looked around and I thought, gosh, on a global level, a global level, how often does that happen? We all know what it feels like to lose our support systems, to lose our people around us. And when that happened, we all had to isolate. We all went into these little bubbles. But then it was time for us to reemerge. And, oh, boy, it wasn't so easy to do that. And people weren't as excited to engage again, to connect again. And during that time of isolation, we looked at our villages. We looked at our support systems, and we did a lot of evaluation about how it felt, what it looked like, what was missing, who were we, what did we need, who were we in other people's villages. And I started to think about the fact that we needed to pay more attention through connection, and that it's not just for the young. It's for every stage of life. It's for all of us as we go through all these different seasons that we need to pay attention to how we're connecting to people, how we're engaging with people, and how that is filling up our cup, and whether or not we are feeling fulfilled in that way. And if we're not, then we need to ask for help. We need to change that for ourselves. Well, and one of the things I, that really, you know, and, uh, the overriding theme of the book, or one of them that hit me especially, was it doesn't matter if our calendar's filled with social events and plans. Well, it does matter, but that doesn't necessarily mean we have a true village of friends and supporters. So tell us a little bit about what, the difference of, say, like just having a full calendar and what a true village uh, of friends means. Well, it's quality over quantity. You know, you're not looking to just pack a schedule full of things and think, okay, all set, I'm feeling great and very happy and I have everything I need. Some of the loneliest people I know are the busiest because they're not filling their life with the quality people or the quality things. You know, I have friends from different areas, different seasons of my life that have spanned some decades and some just a matter of, you know, maybe a couple of years. But I've chosen all of those friends, Eileen, for a reason. They are all in my life 
serving a specific purpose. And so in my book, Build Your Village, I developed six different villagers in the book that you identify with. And you're able to say, okay, out of these six, this is who I have in my village, and I'm, I'm missing a couple others, and I need to go out and cast those roles. But then also, who am I of these six villagers in other people's villages? What role do I play? And that's how you start casting this play, casting this movie, basically, of all of these different people. But using these six villagers to identify the qualities of the people that you need in your life. Again, it's the quality of people, not the quantity of these people. Oh, I like the way you put that because that is so true. Again, you know, you can kind of be running like on a treadmill of friendships or, you know, dates or things like that that are going on. But it's the ones that, you know, like I got to go to the doctor now that you can, I need a ride that you can call. And I don't want you to give the whole store away, but will you tell us a little bit about some of the, some of the types that you've chosen to write about of villagers who are important to have? Well, I'm happy to give you all six, and I'll I'll hone in on a couple of them. So the six are accepting, dependable, cheerleader, communicator, organizer, and healer. And I always like to say, Eileen, without me even giving a definition attached to those six, I bet you're starting to think about your own life right now, maybe who you are or maybe the people you have that fit into those categories as you kind of reflexively put them in them. So I'm going to, I'm going to focus on um, the accepting villager right now. I always say that that's the most important one to cast first because that's the non-judgmental villager that you have. And a nice way to think about who that is is perhaps think about the last time you confided in someone about something, maybe confessed a secret. That's the accepting villager who's going to meet you where you are, where they're going to be able to look at you without that, uh, w- without that judgment or perhaps they're going to project their own feelings or thoughts on you. That's an important person to have in your life. And then the second person I want to mention is drop down to the healer. The last one I mentioned, but certainly not, uh, this is not ordered in terms of, uh, you know, of importance. The healer is extremely important. But the healer for me has always been as simply as you could say, the one that makes you feel better. But beyond that, This is a person that's coming into your life not to necessarily fix the situation or fix you even. It's a person that's going to walk with you through it, whatever the it is in your life, not around it, through it. They're kind of your North Star. And that person is going to see a lot of different versions of you as as the healer in your life. Um, And I think it's a super powerful role, too, to to look at yourself and wonder, am I this person to other people? How am I there uh, to show up as the healer in people's lives, the accepting person in people's lives? This is a fun, I hope, a fun exercise for people to, uh, to participate in and then also be able to talk with friends and family about as well. That's what I've been hearing, Eileen, from different people as the book that comes out. They're sitting around having these conversations about which villager are you? Which villager am I? <laughs> Do I fit into any of these categories? Do I have things to work on? Uh, so it, it's fun to be able to look at who you are and kind of do that, do that, that evaluation and have that self-awareness. 
Well, in addition to that, I mean, again, we're not just strictly one, you know, in a silo, one or the, or the other. There are elements of all of these, I think, in each of us, but there might be parts that it really be helpful, in, in my case anyway, to think, oh, I could develop more of, you know, say, being the cheerleader. I could develop more of, you know, being, again, the healer or something for someone, because you can kind of change, right, according to the need, I'm guessing. Absolutely. It's nimble. You know, and this is going to change, too, as you grow in your life, as you evolve. We all go through different phases, and sometimes we're not going to be able to show up as the dependable villager because we have too much going on in our own lives, but we can be a really good organizer. You know, and then also look at the landscape of your friendships right now. Maybe you have all these friends. Maybe you have all six, but maybe they're not sitting in the right seat. Maybe your dependable villager is really the organizer, or maybe your healer villager that you have is really the accepting one. And maybe they're coming up short in their friendship with you because they're not sitting in the right seat. Maybe you need to start looking at them differently, what their skills are, what their talents are, what they bring to the table in a different way, and then cast them in those roles accordingly, because then they're not coming up short as your friends. You're not feeling uh, that that cup is not filled. You need to do that, that kind of diagnosis um, to, to make sure that you are counting on people in the right ways, and again, not making them be something they're not, letting them show up for who they are, who they are in life and how they can best support you naturally. But back to your original point, too, looking at yourself and wondering, you know what, I think I want to become a better communicator or a better cheerleader, and I'm going to work on that this year because I do believe I have some of those qualities. Maybe that's a good New Year's resolution for people. Instead of I'm going to lose those 10 pounds, it's going to be I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work on being a better dependable villager because I feel I have the capacity to do that. Well, and in that vein, you provide several, uh, I'm quoting your gut checks, and uh, action items at the end of the chapter. So tell us, if you don't mind, give us an example of, say, a gut check or something that we might be able to take or an action item that we might be able to make so that we can evolve and, and become better villagers ourselves. Well, these are one of my favorite parts of the book, I have to say, because, you know, we've all read those books, Eileen, right, where we're like, I am not going to do that. That sounds way too hard. That book is too much of a heavy lift. So I wanted it to make it doable. So for a gut check, uh, for example, for a healer, because we've been talking about that, it's very simple. Think about the last time that you felt helped by someone. Identify that person and the situation. Uh, and then keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, because that's going to lead you then to thinking about the last time you helped someone. Was it similar? How did you show up for that person? And then also, how did you feel after that help was given? Or how did you feel better after you saw a certain person or talked to a certain person? How did that make you feel? Again, this work doesn't seem all that complicated, but as we talk through it, I feel like, it, it brings our attention again to that awareness of, again, the feeling part of it. Because one of my favorite quotes in life, I mean, is that Maya Angelou quote, people forget what you said, what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And a lot yeah. of what this book is about is connecting with people from a place of emotion and figuring out what you need emotionally in order to survive this world, in order to thrive in this world. And then the gut checks after you do that, the second thing is the action steps. 
then how do we actually put all of this into action, what I learned in this chapter? And very simply, in the healer chapter, you know, if someone's having a bad day that you know of, a friend or a family member, take out that phone, pull up your text thread, send them a funny meme or a video or a quote that is just going to hit the spot and make them chuckle out loud. Sometimes that's enough, and that is support. That is village. It is not this, I'm going to write a million-dollar check to a children's hospital because that's, that's, you know, the way I'm going to, you know, affect change in the world. You certainly could do that, but that's an extreme example. I think people think the only way to affect change or to be the ripple effect in this world of empathy is by doing these grand gestures, and that's not it. A text message like that saying, I'm thinking of you, that could be enough to make that person's day so much better. Yeah. Oh, I love your thoughts. I mean, really, Florence, and I think you have really nailed so many important aspects of life and, and giving and taking and really developing a village. But I will go back to, again, the age thing. Uh, when you're retired, it can sometimes be tough to make new friendships because, again, uh, as a younger person, I'd mentioned before we went on air, I built a village through my uh, my children's, uh, their friends' parents, uh, through my career, through things that are not so Active now, so uh, do you have any ideas that those of us who are of a certain age, as a senior citizen, yes. can benefit by yes. building our own village? Absolutely, I'm a big, big advocate of philanthropy, and I know I just used a philanthropic example before. I touched on one with the children's hospital, but I want to go back to that and expand on it. Philanthropy is a really great way to get involved with your community and also to discover what your passion is. Think about the things that make your heart beat. And start looking for organizations or nonprofits or institutions that support that cause. And perhaps join that, that, that organization. You're going to meet like-minded people who have values similar to yours. And all of a sudden, you're going to start forming relationships and friendships because you're in an environment where it's safe to do that with people that you know share something in common with you. And that's going to lead to hopefully relationships that blossom and then even more opportunities to connect with other people maybe in their social networks as well. But that's a really good first step because you're not just doing it for yourself, you're also doing it for the greater good. So two birds with one stone. Oh, I love that, Florence Ann. And I will say again, from the perspective of an older person, you know, you get used to the wrinkles and those kinds of things, but if you don't feel you can contribute any longer, that's the biggest pill to swallow. So you're building friendships, but you are being a good villager yourself. So thank you for that. That's a wonderful suggestion. Oh, well, thank you. And, you know, it's hard. I, I'm going to say I'm gonna say the thing you don't want to say out loud. This is hard. You know, sometimes building relationships and connections can be hard. But that's why I want people to understand that a lot of this is in your control, is right there at your fingertips. It already exists in your life. You just need to take that step forward. And I know people just wish those villagers would just show up at your door, you know, just knock and say, hey, I'm here to be your friend and we're here to support you. <laughs> You know, I can say, and I always say, I can give you directions to the village, which hopefully this book, Build Your Village, does for you, but I need you to get in the car and drive. Well, wow. <laughs> That's great, Fortan. <laughs> and on that very happy, very active note, I'm afraid we'll have to close now, but I just want to say I was looking forward to this interview, and you have greatly exceeded any of my greatest expectations. Thank you, Fortan. <laughs> it's really been a wonderful conversation, and I appreciate it very much. 
Thank you, Eileen. I do, too. It's been such a joy, and your energy is just contagious. Thanks for all you do. Well, and back at you. And I do want, please, all of you listeners out there, be sure to check out this. It's a brand-new guide that was released in February uh, to building a true circle of friends and supporters. Uh, again, the, the title is Build Your Village, a Guide to Finding Joy and Community in Every Stage of Life. Florence Ann has shared her information, her expertise, and her her engaging personality. And I hope you find, I know, I'll say this, I know you'll find this uh, book as valuable as I did. It's a great roadmap for ensuring your well-being and life satisfaction throughout your golden years. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Sides at 50 Radio. Saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.